The Second Wife Femininity Salah Abu Saif's The Second Wife is an eternal testimony to the sublime power women have over men who crave them, bewitched men. Our heroine Fatma is the archetypal lover and mother, the woman who loves, makes love, makes men, and maintains men, because you're never really a man until a woman recognizes you as a man. In The Second Wife, the Omda, village governor, rules with an iron fist and exploits the peasant's labor and products. He simply takes what he wants. Under the ploy of wanting a child to inherit his kingdom, he convinces his barren wife to let him marry another woman. He chooses the gorgeous, young, and fertile, complete feminine, Fatma, much to the chagrin of his wife who bows down to her husband's will because she's an incomplete woman, deficient feminine, by the standards of the time and place of the movie, an Egyptian village in the late 60s. Fatma is a married woman, but that, of course, doesn't stop the Omda. He makes her husband divorce her threatening to implicate him in a murder case. And he marries Fatma. What happens when a man of supreme power craves a woman? His lust consumes and defines him. Sex, after all, is about power. Deep in the minds of men, getting the girl is the only thing that matters, and the Omda craved every piece of dirt on Fatma. His desire to bet her became his life force. Little did the Omda know cunning Sode would use every trick in the book to avoid sleeping with him, from having her period to having terrible stomach aches. Months pass and she's pregnant with a baby from her husband, not the Omda, and only the three of them know it, the whole village thinks it's the Omda's child. He can't tell people the truth, that he was cucked, he would lose his intimidating power. He has to live a prisoner of a lie in his broken, violated soul, with no one to tell, no one to confide in. The shock leaves him partially paralyzed before dying. Fatma has killed his life force and destroyed his dream of having an heir. Fatma has slain the dragon. Damsel no longer in distress. But Fatma does not only save herself, she makes right what the Omda did wrong, she gives the peasants back what he took. She saves the people. Heart of Darkness Nagib Mahfouz's Ghaffar finds himself at a crossroads between his grandfather's strict, traditional model of living and his father's deconstructionist pseudo-philosophy, he chooses the latter and loses his way. His grandfather is, for all intents and purposes, God in this movie, the principles we're asked to follow and obey. Gafar's father is the rejection of the god of traditions albeit without any alternatives except some hollow mantras on the pursuit of freedom. Gafar's first love is a Bedouin woman who herds sheep. In her, he sees liberation from the shackles of the rules of society and class. She is the primal way of living and she also is the satisfier of his most basic instinct, sex. For marrying her, his grandfather expels him from his house, heaven, leaving Gafar to descend into a world he tries to put together according to his understanding of how life should be lived. His grandfather, whom he calls an oppressive tyrant, with some mercy left in his heart, offers Gafar a chance to study at the religious institution Al-Azhar, which he of course rejects and instead opts to work as a backing singer in his friend's band. But it turns out his wife's family, the Bedouins, and her tribe don't like singing men, because it's a woman's job and they feel ashamed their daughter is being fed with money obtained from singing. When he refuses to quit his job to satisfy their demand they beat him senseless and his wife leaves with his son. The Bedouin wife, in whom he saw freedom from traditions, is more stipulative than his grandfather, who loves music, in some ways. Gafar's second chapter in his endeavor to find what life is about is also about a woman. His second wife, socialite Lady Hoda, introduces Gafar to her circle of intellectuals, people who are good with words and ideas. To Gafar, Hoda was another form of rejection of his Islamically disciplined grandfather, she's a modern woman with friends who dabble in poetry and philosophy. She helps him study law and gives him an office to practice it. Drunk on his wish to become a people's lawyer, a wish created by his jealousy of a friend of Hoda's called Saad, 
he borrows money from her to defend the poor for free, imitating said friend who does the same thing. It is also worth mentioning that a lawyer is a job respected by the Bedouins he confronts in the second act of the film. Saad tells him he must understand the philosophical, political, social, and economic issues that underlie the problems facing the poor, not just feel their struggle. So he retreats to his wife's farm to write what he calls the most important book that contains the answers to all questions. Full-blown God Complex. Upon presenting Saad, the well-read socialist lawyer, with his product, Saad tells him this is nothing, you have merely plagiarized some books, there is no theory here. Gafar rejects this, he rejects the truth of his being, a parrot mimicking ideas with no understanding whatsoever. He kills Saad, gets 20 years in jail, and is then set free into a new world, but he has now fully regressed deep into his mind with the bogus philosophies he created, the heart of darkness. What Gaffar failed to understand is that he wasn't creating new worlds or any philosophies of value he can stand on, he was nothing but a passenger, a tourist moving through well-established worlds with solid disciplines at work, worlds he couldn't begin to challenge. Gentlemen, chaos. Rafat Elmihis Fazia is mistreated, undervalued, and taken for granted by her husband and her boss, both men. At work, her boss does not take kindly to her maternity leave and a two-hour daily breastfeeding lateness, both legal. At home, her husband expects her to cook, clean, work, and take care of their child, like all women do. Knowing that you don't choose your boss, Fazia asks for a divorce, a request her husband and her father completely reject. So she becomes a man. Via some medical procedures. Fazia, now a man, returns to work, gets his deserved promotion and continues working without any real issues, except for some harassment by some colleagues who couldn't stomach his transition. He is appalled when another man directs his attention to some nice legs and berates a female subordinate for wearing too much makeup, he practices what he thinks good masculinity is. But ultimately the transition has achieved its goal, his former husband now has to share the housework and childrearing. His marriage falls apart but everything else reverts to normal after some major and minor adjustments. But Fazia and her former husband soon realize their child needs a mother. He marries his best friend from high school and enjoys with her some time living the romantic fantasy of being with your best friend in the opposite sex. Alas life happens and they have their first big fight over a trivial trust jealousy issue, an opportunity Fazia's former husband uses to point out flaws are human, neither masculine nor feminine. The second realization comes when they become aware mothers are neither acquired nor bought, a mother is an essential part of human life, her former husband, upon waking up to this, decides to become a woman, to give his child his mother back. He finally knows he shouldn't have taken Fazia for granted. Fazia didn't mind the cooking, the cleaning, the working, and the child raising, but she wanted gratitude, when given in gratitude she gave back hell by turning her husband's life upside down. 